Last summer, I went to the desert with friends to watch some art burn. There were these massive, intricate, ornate temples and pagodas created solely to be enjoyed for a few days, after which they were all set alight, offerings to the gods of impermanence. The night of the Great Fire was a spectacle unlike any I have ever seen. Tens of thousands gathered around a human image, standing hundreds of feet over our heads, the product of months of sophisticated engineering and hundreds of hours of labor, and we stared, waiting for it to return to dust and ash, just as we too will one day return to dust and ash. The energy of the crowd was peaking from excitement and exhaustion. Camping for a week in the desert is not easy and our collective angst found a target in an old man who had stood up and was now blocking the view. He'd come early to get a good seat, and hundreds of people were now tightly packed in behind him, sitting on the desert floor. Many angrily demanded that he sit down, but he was determined to leave, only he was trapped by the large tricycle he had with him. There was no room to ride it out, and the crowd could not find any way to help him. Instead, we jeered. This went on for several minutes, an acrimonious back and forth between the crowd and the old man, neither getting what we wanted, when a hand rested on my shoulder, and a man I had met only days before leaned in and asked me to help him help the old man. I furrowed my brow. Couldn't my new friend see how disapproving of the old man I was? How would he ever learn responsibility if he were not held accountable for his lack of foresight? But I liked this new friend. A lot. So I silently rose and carefully followed him as we tiptoed between the folded legs and the bound bodies until we reached the man with the large tricycle. Together we hoisted it over the heads of the crowd and navigated our way to the edge where the old man near tears at this point, thanked us profusely. But I hung my head, feeling unworthy of his gratitude, how self-righteous I had been only moments earlier, how invested I had been in his punishment and suffering, and yet how easily this problem was solved. I take little credit for my role that day, but I think of it often. It reminds me how important grace is to my life. I am so susceptible to the small power of self-righteousness and anger. Mistakenly, I believe I have clarity when I judge others, when I peer over the walls of my small garden of sanctimony, rarely taking into account how isolated I have become. But the small power of self-righteousness feels jaundice and limp when grace sweeps me up. Grace the relief from my own limitations gifted freely from something greater than myself is my greatest treasure. I can do nothing to get it, and yet it is all around me, if only I say yes, however unwillingly. How wonderful life feels in these moments when judgment drops away and I live only in the experience of companionship. Why, I chastise myself, why do I not want to live here always? Grace is not an overwhelming or compelling force. It always appears as a choice. 
There is always the opportunity to say, No, I prefer this garden penning me in away from the world. And it is so easy to say no, to choose the comfort of familiar walls. This is why the people I admire are those whose lives are marked like a tattoo with a willingness to say yes. In them I find hope that I also have the ability to say yes, to step out of my own limitations and be carried into the larger experience of companionship. That night, as the great wooden man burned, Grace also burned away the small image of my ego, allowing me to stand humbly in the company of other men, a grateful elder with trembling hands, and another marked with a willingness to say yes. And for a few moments, I lived beyond the walls of wrongdoing and rightdoing in that field of companionship that the poets write about. And I felt free. Thank you for listening to this meditation. You can find a written version of it on my website at ianwhitemar.com slash meditations. Who are the people in your life who would enjoy and benefit from this meditation? Pick one. Send them a link. Maybe start a conversation about an encounter with grace that freed you from judgment, that brought you into the experience of companionship Ask how grace has appeared in their lives. The spiritual journey isn't something we do on our own. It is much richer when we have traveling partners. I hope you'll join me again next week.